Hello, this is Shani from Happy Hour News. This episode may contain graphic subject matter that might not be appropriate for all listeners. Be advised. Another day in paradise. That's right. You know, I had two people fucking tell me that in the same day once. Another shitty day in paradise. Week. No, another day in paradise. Yeah. I said, well, your fucking compass broken too or what? <laughs> it's always beautiful somewhere. Somewhere else. Yeah. So how's your week, man, Shani? Good. Good. Happy birthday, old fuck. Thanks. I made it to 65. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I never would have thought I was That's like a halfway to 130, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, right, right. You know, uh, old, old Mark Twain was right when he said, if I would have known I was going to live this long, I would have taken much better care of myself. There was a story I saw that was up. It said this 105-year-old lady sharing the secret to longevity. And I was like, well, I know the secret. Don't die. Don't fucking die. Yeah. And you'll live a long time. <laughs> Every day you don't die, you get to live. You do. So, 65, we had Mr. Chuck Nasty from Nasty Nation say happy birthday, you old fuck. Hope Thanks, you had Chuck. a great day. And you got a phone message here. I yeah, put the I phone number out on... Uh, facebook you can yeah, find well, us on facebook our number one fan yes you don't have it ready well i did it's something fucking happened here <laughs> you happened oh here we go all right here we go oh yeah 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 hey sanchez this is joe from west virginia man just saying happy birthday brother take it easy so we put the number out there for people to call and wish uh, this dirty old fuck a happy birthday. And dirty Sanchez. And only one guy called our number one fan. Yeah. You know, I'd like to meet Joe. Yeah, I'd like to meet a lot of the people yeah. we talk to. Yeah. But I think it's better we don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. So if you're out there, Joe, my advice is, well, first of all, thanks for the happy birthday. My advice is to... Uh, Get your podcast gear up there, man. You know? That's right. The dumbass report. Even if you don't do it every week, do one and one or two every now and then, you know? It's a lot of fun. And you might notice I have a extra large battle bottle of the <laughs> it's a battle. It's a <laughs> bottle of the tasty goodness out there because I got an email from uh last month damn near and I didn't I didn't check it because, you know, it's usually spam, you know. When something good happens or you think something good is happening, it's usually fucking spam. You're jaded. That's what it is. Yeah. You just can't believe anything good would Good could happen, happen yeah. <laughs> but uh, Fargo Flips, I want to thank you. They sent us $30 via PayPal and said, go buy a bottle of Jack. Love the videos. Keep them coming. Well, so right on. You know what? We have no problem accepting donations. Hey, but it's fine, yeah. If you want to send us money for whiskey, God damn you, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you happen to be in uh, North Dakota, gift certificates work too, you know. No, they don't. At a liquor store, they At do. liquor stores? Sure. Name one liquor store that accepts gift certificates. I think just about any liquor store you go to, you could buy a gift certificate. Really? Yeah. I've never bought one. I just bought the booze. Yeah, just bought the booze. It's so, Because you ain't doing nothing nice or anybody either, although he I, did buy me whiskey. I did. Yes, he Fuck did. you, Sanchez. Yeah. I, uh. I took that $30, and instead of just buying a bottle, I put it towards a bigger bottle. A bigger bottle. <laughs> <laughs> a battle bottle. <laughs> a battle bottle. So the next few, well, fuck, who am I kidding? This might be gone this week. You might see it next week. You might not. So thank you, Fargo Flips, for that fucking most generous donation. And if anybody else wants to send money, for us to buy whiskey, just make sure you specify Jack or Scotch. Otherwise, I'm just going to buy Jack. Yep. And then uh, old Sanchez here will be fucking ass out. He'll be crusty. Yep. Crustier. Err. So I I, uh, I stayed a little late at work tonight because, remember Gemma? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she even listens to the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was interested in welding. Okay. So a few days ago, I talked to uh, one of the inspectors. I'm like, it would be all right to just show her the basics. You yeah. know, just how, what it's what it does, how to do it. You know, I didn't get into 
detail because on 10 gauge, like eighth inch, it's all the scale. You know, you weld a little piece, and then if you get thicker, you turn your heat up, obviously. Right. If you get longer, you jump around because you don't want it to warp. You know, it's it comes in time. And she was thinking I was going to teach her 26 years. <laughs> of welding in, in 15 in minutes. In half right? hour. <laughs> but uh, yeah. her and our material handler, they were both interested. So we did a, a flat weld. We did a fillet weld. And we did a vertical down. And I kind of showed them around some pipe, like, just a piece of pipe on a piece of flat metal, not actual pipe welding, but just if you have to turn a corner. Right. It's, you know, you got to keep your composure, your posture. And, it, you know, here, take a look at this picture. This is the picture. I'll send it to you in okay. the magic of TV. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll show it on the big screen here. We took some pictures, and I got to say, not fucking bad for their first time. First time out of the shoot? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I mean they, probably, they probably got a good basic explanation before they started. Well, this is the seed. I planted a fucking seed. You know, they were interested at the beginning, but they just didn't grasp the concept. I was like, well, this is how you do it. You know, now you take this, what I just showed you, and if you want it to go further, that's up to you. I can't, well, yeah, yeah. I can't teach you anymore. I can just show you the basics and then... Well, from that point on, it's welding. It's welding. Yeah, you just got to weld, 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 weld. And if you do something every fucking day, you're going to get good. Right. So here's to Gemma and Alora. You guys kicked ass tonight. Right and uh, So do they have any kind of in-house, in-house uh, program? Uh, yep. Yep, they got, uh, they got classes up. there for welders that want to, you know, be welders. Well, that's and, cool, man, because that's, that's different than any job you've had in the past where you know, basically... You, it was on-the-job training. Yeah. Well, I mean, and not only that, but after four or five months there, you couldn't fucking wait for it to be over. <laughs> Pretty much. And, it, you know, uh, Gemma's a painter. She paints, I guess. And I said, well, you're an artist then. You got a steady hand. What the fuck you doing? You got shit in my eye. What the hell are you doing wiping your ass with your eyeball? Yeah, well, yeah. You guys, the lonely guy's got to, you know, fucking do something, right? Wait to wait till we're on fucking camera. Well, Jesus we're Christ! To start fucking crying. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but uh, what the fuck was I going with this? Uh, you're talking. She's an artist. Oh yeah, she's got a steady hand. Steady hand. I was like, well, then you you know you can do it if you want to, because I'm no expert in welding. I'm not. I do not claim any expertise. I don't think any good welder out there is an expert because. Any good welder tries to make their next weld better than their last. And you're and that's just a constant progression. You always try to do better. That's that's my philosophy on it. Yeah, well, you're a good welder. I mean, and I've, if I've she seen can your, I've seen your your welding. You're a fucking good welder. If she can uh paint and I said you try to make every painting better, right? She goes, "Well, yeah." I'm like, "Well, welding's no different. It's an art." Well, you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, right? Practice, 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 practice. Take a left on fucking <laughs> 31st. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect. that was a lot of rigmarole. We, we got through the fucking birthday. We got through the bottle of whiskey. We got yeah. through the fucking welding experience. Yeah. I've been up since 1230 this morning. I'm fucking tired. I'll bet. Jesus Christ. So without further ado, we got a blower to man. I don't even have the fucking story up here. I got Florida woman. Florida woman. Florida woman. Where is she? She's uh, in Florida. <laughs> no shit. Hi, Aaliyah. Is she the leaf-blowing feud ends nope. with two-stab? Florida nope. woman arrested? No, this one is woman posing as head of immigration dupes Hialeah victims out of $15,000. I don't have that one. It's there, but you just don't have it up. Yeah. All right, okay. that's fine. Uh, Hialeah, do- a Key Largo woman was arrested in Hialeah after investigators said she impersonated a supervisor with the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. And told a man that she could get him and his family easy access to becoming legal citizens for $8,000 in cash. Each? 
What? Uh, no, just $8,000 in cash. There were other victims, too, and gave their money totaling of $15,000. I mix this one kind of strong. Did you? Yeah. A tough? You I like bucket? it. No. <laughs> it's not your whiskey, okay. fucker. This, these people know how to make whiskey. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while. Hialeah police said Isabel Ro- Robiana, 55, would pass herself off as head supervisor of the South Florida Immigration Department and then promise to help victims with their immigration needs. She told them she was highly recognized and honored in the Immigration Department and that she had direct access to expedite immigration applications. So she was posing as somebody who she could... She was posing as somebody who could get you a citizen. Get you in. Yep. You know, and, and I'll bet, I'll bet she's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, she just <laughs> only got caught now. Well, yeah, well, she just happened to get some people who were, you know, not worried about turning her in, you know. Because, see, that's the deal. A lot, that's why a lot of illegal immigrants get preyed upon. The coyote. Yeah, well, no, they, they get taken advantage of and ripped off, and they, they're they afraid to call the cops because they're afraid they're going to get deported or go to jail or some shit like that. Well, the the worst, they can't go to jail. I mean, they'll get deported. That's oh, no, it. no, since, no, they can go to jail now. Really? Oh, yeah. And until, we can pay and, for that shit? Until they, get, until they can get them deported, they take them to jail. Oh, shit. Yeah, it ain't like like in the Chichichong where you get deported to go home to see the folks. <laughs> it's the wedding, man. It's the wedding. It's man. the wedding. Yeah. La Migra, La Migra. <laughs> get a free bus ride. Oh, I forgot my cousin Chewie's getting married down in TJ. This is he calls immigration on himself so he get a free ride to the wedding. They take the whole wedding party. (laughs) So we're so we're all right. Yeah, not unless you got a green card. (laughs) One man gave her eight thousand dollars. He got suspicious when she kept stalling each time he requested documents and asked to meet with her. A police report said at one point she told the man a drive-by shooting which occurred within immigration building caused a lockdown. On another occasion, she said that she could not meet with him after testing positive for COVID-19. That's ah, always a bummer. At least she didn't have to sit in his fucking basement <laughs> make a goddamn video. Victim said this gal showed him false immigration documents of the United States official seal stating that he and his relatives' applications were almost finalized. She also displayed a badge. The victim told police. <laughs> I got a fucking badge. Yeah. <laughs> so they busted her ass. Florida, huh? Oh, I wonder where the they were coming from. Well, I have a lot more interesting Florida stories. Do you? Yeah. Leaf blowing feud ends with two stabbed. Florida woman arrested. Kyung Moulton, 66, denies she stabbed anyone with a steak knife. Look at this chick. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, is it me or are them eyes too close together? Does she have a barber schmock on? I, it it's hard looks to say. Like it. Yeah, it looks like she might, huh? Palm Bay, Florida. Palm Bay woman was arrested Sunday accusing accused of stabbing two people and pushing an elderly woman in a feud over leaf blowing. Well, how the fuck does this turn out? Uh, two Kyung, people stabbed, evidently. <laughs> Kyung, 66, is accused of stabbing two people who live across the street from her. So maybe they were blowing leaves yeah, in her yard. Like or maybe know. the wind fucking came up. Maybe they're just making too much fucking noise. Ooh, <clears throat> according to arrest affidavit, uh, Kyung told Palm Bay police she came home Sunday afternoon and found leaves on her front lawn. Oh. Assuming they had been placed there by the people across the street. <laughs> she pulled out her leaf blower and blew them back onto their lawn. Uh-oh. One of the victims told police he saw uh, Moulton with the leaf blower, and he and his mother went out to confront her. When the man's sister tried to intervene, he said uh, Kyung slapped the sister with a st- and a struggle ensued. You know, okay, somebody was stabbed. You know, that's that's a story. Uh we had a similar incident, didn't we, about, uh, remember that that snow blowing incident or the snow shoveling incident where that dude came out with an AK and fucking oh, yeah, shot yeah, the dude? Oh, yeah, shot the guy, yeah. Just because of snow, and yeah. snow fucking melts. Well, and it, was, and it, was, it wasn't even like a snowblower, it was a shovel. Shovel, yeah, just yeah. shoveling snow into the neighbor's property. Yeah, yeah, it I, was just into his yard. I remember when my neighbor fucking snow blowed up against my house and my fucking basement leaked like a sieve. Yeah, my neighbor uh, snow blowed up against my house and broke my fucking window. <laughs> we and, had, never, and never even mentioned it. There was a guy in Dickinson, I'm going to say his name, Kyle, that was bitching about, remember those past few days, not 
recently, but about a couple months ago when it was so fucking windy. It was right after harvest and all the corn stalks and all the fucking leaves. Oh, yeah, corn yeah, yeah. I remember blowing into people's this, yeah. yards oh, and yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, it was windy as shit, too. And he was pissed. He's like, who's going to clean up all yeah. this? <laughs> this is a hazard. This is an eyesore. Like, dude, where the fuck you from, man? This is North Dakota, man. It's blowing in from a fucking field somewhere. Montana sucks and Minnesota blows. That's yep. why it fucking blows so it's hard here. Stuck in the middle with him. Yeah. So... It could have been, you know, well, this actually turned out she had a leaf blower and fucking blew the leaves back into this person's <laughs> yard and somebody got stabbed. Yeah. So, poor well, guy. The, the guy's sister come out and slapped shit out of her, evidently. The, the woman with the knife? Uh, and then they got stabbed? Well, no. Oh, the woman came out and confronted her and she slapped the woman. Oh. All right. The okay. sister. Then she, she must, have had the, must have been packing the knife with her because she stabbed her in the leg with a steak knife. <laughs> I was just about to eat dinner, bitch. Bam! <laughs> you bleed now. <laughs> you bleed now. <laughs> you bleed now. <laughs> I got pork chop. Yeah. I got pork chop knife. You bleed now. I stab your leg. Uh, so there's some protests going on. I don't know if I sent you this one. I did. But, you know, a lot of... You know, protests about the vaccine oh, and yeah, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I like But it. this this is a protest I can get behind. Students walk out, protest removal of chocolate milk from the school lunch menu. Now, see, did these kids did not do this on their own. No, there was, there was parent. Well, I bet you a couple of kids went home and said, this is bullshit. <laughs> this, this is some bullshit. <laughs> but I remember back in school, I don't, I don't know what the fucking deal is. That why is chocolate milk more expensive than white milk? Because they have because to of chocolate. the chocolate. Yeah, it's it's been it's special. I'm sure that it's, it's been that way since I was yeah, young. It starts Here I go, battle, battle bottle. Battle. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, we had a milk break every day, and it cost like fifteen cents a day for your. But if you, if you wanted it chocolate, it cost like thirty five yeah, cents. Yeah, and that was only on Wednesdays. Yep. Ah, yeah. <sighs> the sound of that bottle is going to get. Less and less impressive and then, uh, as the night goes on. When we got into junior high school, which a lot of people call it middle school, they were no there was no milk. No break. chocolate milk, yeah. Well, I mean, no chocolate milk in the building. You could smoke. <laughs> but God you damn, you better not drink milk. no chocolate yeah. goddamn milk. Yeah, that was the 70s. That was a wild time. You could probably smoke weed, too, huh? Well, we did. When, well, I, yeah. when I was in high school, we had a cigarette machine in the lunchroom. So the district official... Said there's a compromise was reached with this. Chocolate milk will return for one day every other week. Jeez. What the fuck, you fucking Nazis? Oh. <laughs> Students are caught off guard by the district's decision. Well, no shit, man. If you're one of those people like me who... Uh, I don't drink regular milk, but I drink the shit out of chocolate milk. Wife don't like it, though, because I damn near shit my pants every time. Yes, yeah, yeah, you got the... Lactose genetics, intolerance, yeah. yeah. But that's a protest I can get behind. Just a short little fucking blurb on that. Where are we at, at on least time that one makes sense. Yeah, it does. You know. How about a California sheriff remains free to rob armed yeah. vehicles <laughs> carrying money from state licensed marijuana dispensaries, businesses, whatever you want to call yeah, them. Yeah, him and the judge are in cahoots. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Shit. All right, tell a story, well, Sanchez. I don't, I don't have it up. Okay, a federal judge this week declined to issue a temporary restraining order against the California sheriff who used civil forfeiture to rob armored cars carrying money earned by state-licensed marijuana businesses. In his ruling, District Judge John Douchebag Holcomb said uh, Imperial Logistics, a Pennsylvania-based company that transports cash between businesses and banks, may very well have an excellent case on merits, but had failed to meet the high burden for a TRO, whatever the fuck Temporary that is. restraining order. So the judge and this sheriff have got a little something, something going well, on. Well, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is I, I read this from start to finish, and, and uh, their defense was they had no real reason to pull them over anyway. They kind of made up a reason to pull them over. But it's an armored vehicle. Well, and it was carrying it, money. It was it was like a taillight lens or some bullshit like that. So they seized the money because well, of that? They said because it was ill-gotten gains, because it was profit from drug dealing. And in California, and they can do that. Yeah, but in California, not federally. They use the federal. Oh, uh, was it the feds that busted them? No, 
but the the in California the local police are allowed to enforce federal law. They want the money. Fuck them. They just want the money, right? And the thing is, is is it, it's going to get appealed, and they'll probably get the money back because it was just a traffic viol, simple traffic violation, and they had no real reason to search the van. So just because it said armor, you know, knew it was an obvious armor car, there was no evidence that they were carrying anything, and they fought, how can they, they prove unless they were following they them from the get go? Followed them from, and it's the second time it happened. So they were watching them load up this was, money from the dis- dispensary right. or wherever. And then when they left the dispensary, they pulled them over and took the money. And this, that's what this company does is they provide safe transportation for, for cash, right? And they don't do it just for dispensaries and stuff, but they do it, you know, and they do it all over the country. It, ha- it happened again in another, uh, well, see, this company's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, but they're subcontracted out to California to handle well, they, this type just, of shit. It's just like a lot of other businesses. They've got, you know, operations in several states. Yeah. And this just happened to be one of their operations in California that happened to have a contract with a medical marijuana dealer. And the cop just said, you know what? I want that fucking money. And he, no. and, and, and he, he convinced the judge, gave him a wink, wink, nod, nod. And the judge said, I'm old school. I, I want you to have that fucking money. Because some people just want to see shit fucking burn. Well, they just want to see it fail. Like the last measure, the new measure that was supposed to be on the North Dakota yeah, ballot. It didn't, it get, didn't in. get in. It didn't get in. I, I read a few comments that said, don't these stoners know when to give up? <laughs> no. It ain't going to happen. We're, they'll never give up. They're just not, we're not, it's, they've only been trying it and attempting it for like 30 years. You know, at, on one level or another. Yeah. Well, not here in North Dakota. Yeah, here, but but I mean, it's just it's been such a, a heavy-handed deal here that they never get past the planning stage. You know, something yeah. they they always throw something in their way to you know to stifle it and stuff it right away. And if we do succeed, they find a way to say, "Oh fuck yeah, they, you. they find a way to say fuck you." Yeah. So kind of like South Dakota. Yeah, the Dakotas are fucked, man. They are. You know, and, and uh, no, I don't. I don't Just want, do it. I, I don't want to start because you know how I fucking get. It's your birthday. People, a lot of these people call themselves conservatives, and they ain't fucking conservatives. They're just fucking idiots. <laughs> because. Bam! Well, I mean, you know, and, and I don't have any problem with somebody who's a true conservative. I can talk to them, and I can deal with them. We can have a discussion. But when, idiots. But when people just say, well, I'm conservative, and that shit ain't going in, and I ain't listening to nobody about no thing. That's just fucking stupid. Yeah, you can't have an intensive conversation if one person re- refuses to listen. Right. I mean, if you know, it's when, when they're already, you know, just set in their ways. Well, not necessarily set in their ways, but that they don't even know what position they're taking. They they think that because they call themselves a conservative, they have to be against. You know what it is? It's not conservatism. It's anti-liberalism is what it is. You know, it's it's Too not many goddamn labels for me. Well, the thing is, conservative people people who are conservative they they have a set of values that they want to follow and and they want to be conservative in the way that they act and the way that you know society runs. Now, what the label conservatism has become anything that's against that other fucking side. Yeah. Period. If they're for it, we're against it. It don't matter, yeah, it don't if, matter how if good it if, is. Well, yeah, there's a a new thing where they've got this soft new software out that will provably help to fight against like bad elections and voter fraud and shit like that. Well, now they're saying, well, you can't have that. Can't have that because that's that's not good because it's it's it it's it's not good because we didn't think <laughs> of it. We didn't. We, oh, but yeah, because this administration came through with it, so it's bad. You know. Uh, fucked up world we live in hey what does that say planet's fine people people are are fucked fucked. that's a george carlin quote hey i wonder what next month says we'll have to wait i ain't looking yeah (laughs) (laughs) wish we could have got a bigger one though well that's what she said huh yeah so we found a lot of shit in hot dogs right there's a lot of shit in hot dogs this is you're not gonna like this one Really? Yeah. I don't eat hot dogs, so well, I don't yeah, give a but shit. But the whole thing about the ibuprofen, here, here's the story. is Ibuprofen laced hot dogs found at Forest Service trailheads. Now, they may, that may not sound like a huge deal at the beginning, but it turns out that ibuprofen is seriously fucking poisonous to dogs. 
And if you give your dogs hot dogs, I don't give my dogs hot dogs for one reason. One reason only. The rat piss? Cannibalism. Cannibalism. (laughs) 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 Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I thought it might have been the rat feces (laughs) or the rodent hair. No, they can eat all that they want. But anyway, so uh, what people are doing is they don't like dogs, so they're leaving hot dogs with ibuprofen laced around these trailheads so people's dogs will eat them and die. Oh, I thought the hot dog makers were putting... Uh, no, no. The people were stuffing ibuprofen in these hot dogs and leaving chunks of it all around the trailhead where people get out of their cars and, you know, they buckle walk up their dogs. walk their dogs and shit. Ugh. Yeah. Do we want to read this? No, I mean, that's basically what it is. It's Has anybody been, like... Pocatello, Idaho... Idaho, any Idaho listeners out there, don't take your dogs for a walk on a trail yeah, in, and in Bannon County. Let them eat hot dogs. Yep. It's ongoing, but in the interim, the Westridge Ranger District is urging those recreating with their dogs to use caution. Please follow standard <sighs> pet owner etiquette when reacting on public trails. Multiple well, canines. If, you, if your dogs are on a leash, you have pretty good control over them. Yeah. You know, if you I see know. them just starting to sniff and eat something, you can, you know, Yank them away. Yank them away. But a lot of people, you know, let their dogs free roam because, you know, a lot of dogs are well-behaved and they won't, you know, wander. But if you see your dog eating a fucking hot dog with a fucking ibuprofen stuffed in it. And and I've seen dogs. There's no way to call them off. Well, and I've seen dogs just, I mean, as soon as they smelled it, you know, before you could even react. Yeah. It was gone, you know. Damn. Where is this? Pocatello? Pocatello, Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. Well, we don't live anywhere fucking near there, so hopefully those sick fucks stay away from us. Yeah, it says here, and if you're in Pocatello area, if you spot hot dogs along trails, please contact the Bannock County Sheriff's Office, 236-7111. Right there is phone number, 236-7111. Yep, area code 208. Oh, I put that in there, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a magic of television. You know, I after know. doing these po- video podcasts for so long, I've realized what the magic of television is it's a lot of time spent in front of the fucking computer huh? it is yeah that's why that's what makes a like a good movie versus a uh kind of a eh, movie is the way they fucking edit it and put it together after are you saying we shot. got a good podcast well i'm saying you're a good you've become a good fucking editor oh well thanks sanchez yeah. you old fuck yeah. we got time for one more story where are we going with this i got one here we got i i wanted to do this Phony Mick Jagger, phony Mick Jagger facing real charges. Take a look at this yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> Does this look anything like Mick Jagger? Well, except for the nose, he's definitely got the wrinkle action down. <laughs> well, so do you. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, unruly Florida man. Here we go, Florida man who was yelling at people claiming he was Mick Jagger is facing criminal charges after fussling with police and causing disturbances at a pair of neighborhood restaurants. Restaurants. At restaurants. A pair of, he didn't just do it in one. He was no. at a pair of them. In the neighborhood, though, he couldn't go far because he was fucking hammered. Yeah. <laughs> According to cops, Eugene Bingham, 59, was intoxicated Monday evening when he became disruptive at two Naples eateries. Along with yelling at the other patrons, Bingham got up on stage while a live performance was going on. Start me up. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Start me up and never stop. Oh, fuck. You better take the rest of this. I need a drink. Stop. And he goes, never stop, stop. According to cops, he uh, intoxicated Monday evening when he became disruptive at two Naples eateries. Along with yelling at other patrons, he got up on stage where the live performance was going on. I just read that. That's why I'm skipping through. Okay. Recapping. Bingham pictured at right. Right here. Right here. In a mugshot taken after a 2021 arrest. So this isn't even his his latest mugshot. (laughs) Well, no, he doesn't have the barber smock on. No. Uh, as officers searched for Bingham, who had walked away from the restaurants before cops arrived in response to a 911 call, a witness reported that a drunk male in a red shirt is yelling at people, claiming he's Mick Jagger. 
Jagger, a 78-year-old great-grandfather, is lead singer of the Rolling Stones and one of the Glimmer twins. And no relation to this motherfucker. No relation to Bingham. He was subsequently located at a nearby park where he allegedly charged into a Naples Police Department officer before falling to the ground in a drunk, unstable state. <laughs> Which will happen. Which will happen. I might do that tonight. Get in a drunk, unstable state? Yes. Don't be crashing into anybody, will you? I'm going to crash. I don't know All about right. anybody. After reportedly directing threats to one patrolman, Bingham capped his evening off by vomiting in the rear of another cop's cruiser. Hey. He'll get charged for the cleaning bill. I, 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 I puked over here once. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. I do. I remember that. In fact, my nephew had, he was listening to it on the, on audio and he had to go back and watch it on video <laughs> so he could see if it was real. <laughs> hey, it was real. It was real. He was charged with battery on law enforcement officer, a felony and disorderly intoxication and misdemeanor court records list his residence as a Naples apartment. He was last oh, shit. This last fucker month, ain't homeless. Last month, he was convicted of trying to break into a marked police car parked outside a Perkins restaurant. When apprehended, he claimed to have heard a female screaming from inside the unoccupied vehicle. Was it that chick banging herself in a member? <laughs> no, she was doing it while there was a cop in there. Oh, no, that oh, one no. that one gal yeah. that was breaking into vehicles and fucking oh, yeah, flicking we, the bean. Yeah, yeah she's flicking her. Yeah. Nessa, what the fuck happened to you? We haven't had <laughs> yeah, any we stories. Maybe she's maybe she's in rehab. <laughs> or dead. Or dead. She flicked herself to death. Yeah, he, the guy claimed to be a combat vet that he wants to strangle me. The cop added Bingham also claimed to possess AK-47s and AR-15s and bullets that would rip right through your body armor. That's exactly what you want to tell our cop yeah. when you're drunk, right? Yep. Dumb fuck. Holy fuck, man. We had a fucking hell of a good fucking first half. Yeah, it was a good this, one. This, uh, what day is it? It's Thursday. Thursday. We got a real Thursday show. We do, Yeah. yeah. And uh, don't forget, Rocket 38s just put out their fucking album on last Friday. And we will get every link possible. And I'm going to try to get the fucking music so we can put it on this goddamn show. Yeah. And we're going to try to get the, the that group in here. Oh, yeah. They're, they're coming. Yeah. It's just we got to figure out a time. And I said it's not critical to be before the release. Just, you know, let's yeah. have a party. Let's have a party. So... Those who want to stick around, we'll see you fucking Tuesday morning. If not, fuck you. That's right. Bye. Salt of the Earth LLC is a beautiful holistic healing store located in Dickinson, North Dakota. We offer crystals, essential oils, high quality CBD products, and even a sensory deprivation tank. Our tank has 700 pounds of Epsom salt in only 10 inches of water. The floating experience blocks out all outside distractions and lets you focus on yourself for an hour or 90 minutes. 80% of people are depleted of magnesium and floating is a great way to get a good dose. If you suffer from anxiety, PTSD, depression, high blood pressure, insomnia, arthritis, or even fibromyalgia, floating could be beneficial for you. Join us for some good vibes Monday through Friday from 12 to 5.30 and Saturday from 11 to 4. We are located at 44 West Villard Street in Dickinson, North Dakota. Hope to see you soon. What's wrong with your friend? Ah, uh, he just had all his teeth removed. You got order? Uh, I don't know. I, his mouth hurts. He has no teeth. I no problem. We get preacher food. You got what? Preacher food. We get for him. What? what preacher food? Get food that preacher. We get oh, off truck. We get oh, for him. Okay, well, what do you got? We got roast beef. We got noodle. We got pork chop. We got all kind of food. You eat now. But, but, but uh, nothing. You eat now. I bring you pre chew food. Well, I bring you pork chop. He wants to know who chews it. How I know. We get on truck and pre chew food. They're from GIG. Has dental surgery left you unable to chew? Have all your teeth fallen out due to age or some horrible disease? Well, don't worry, friend. The people at GIG Industries are happy to bring you pre chewed food. Individually portioned meals that have been pre-masticated for ease of ingestion. 
All meals have been chewed at least 20 times before being flash frozen to capture that fresh from the mouth taste. That's pre-chewed food from GIG Industries. The good idea, guys. GIG Industries is not responsible for any disease or foreign matters such as pieces of tooth, gum residue, or fillings. Do not eat frozen. Do not feed animals, especially chickens. In a world, there was one podcast that could save the planet from taking itself too seriously. It's the Screaming Chewy Show. From celebrity interviews to conspiracies and some Friday night funkery, we will tackle some of the craziest topics you won't want to miss. Oh, and lots of fuckery. It's the Screaming Chewy Show, the only podcast variety show you'll need in your day. Follow us and download episodes now. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. You know, I I haven't had a lot of rest today. I haven't had a lot of rest. No, I uh, had an ambulance call in the hours. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Is that what got you up so early? Yeah. Oh. And that's what kept me up because when I got home, I was like, well, I got an hour to sleep or not. Not. And I chose not. Yeah. I laid there. I might have power napped. Uh, Tinsley was on the couch also, and she was snoring so fucking loud I couldn't <laughs> sleep. That girl snores. Does she? Oh, yeah. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she says? I do not. I do not. Well, that's what I say. That's why I bring my own vehicle when we go camping. <laughs> I can attest. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, I'm sure I do. So welcome, everybody, back to part or second part yeah, of part our, B. Plan our B. the B-side. Yeah. This is the B-side of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's that's the name of this episode, the B-side. The B-side. Because be, be healthy, eat your honey. The A-side was pretty fucking good. I don't know if we can yeah. top it. Well, we're going to we, fucking try. We can uh, start off with this. What do we got? Man declared dead. Yes, I sent you this, motherfucker. By, Dude, by this, multiple doctors. This is not an uncommon fucking occurrence. Wow. Yeah. Okay, finish reading the title. Man declared dead by multiple doctors woke up shortly before his autopsy. With marks on his goddamn chest. Yeah, where they were planting the, the dotted line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cut along dotted line. Okay. Which makes me believe that uh, this is in a foreign country, A, or B, that these are noobs that don't know where to fucking cut to begin with because they normally don't put a dotted line. They just fucking rip, roar, and fucking cut that shit open. Well, let's see what it says. All right. A man woke up just hours before his autopsy despite being declared dead by three doctors. Think of your biggest fear. It might be fear Curly, Larry, and Moe. Yeah. <laughs> Confined spaces or waking up before a surgery. Well, this story nearly ended up being all three because Gonzalo Montoya Jimenez literally woke up in a morgue shortly before his autopsy. And we're not joking. At the time, uh. Jimenez was incarcerated for robbery in, in the Asturias Central Penitentiary okay. in northwest Spain. How credible are these doctors? He was in the fucking pen. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Phil, fucking <laughs> Dr. fucking Moreau, Dr. Jose. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He's dead, yeah. <laughs> he's not Talk moving. He's dead. <laughs> what does he look like? Yeah, he's kind of pale. Let's I have a open. great idea for an ad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Unsettling incident occurred on January 7th, 2018, when Jimenez was found dead in his cell. After Jimenez was found, No, he wasn't. Well, he was found presumed, He was found presumed, sleeping. Presumably dead in his cell. This guy's sleeping. After Jimenez was found unresponsive, the prison's two on-duty doctors declared him dead, and a forensic doctor subsequently inspected his body and confirmed this. The guy's brother. <laughs> his, the, the doctor's brother. Brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Uh, Jimenez he, was He then, hit Sheila one too many times. He's moved to hospital mortuary while doctors prepared for autopsy. Just a few hours before the autopsy was set to commence, snoring was heard from inside his body bag. That's right, snoring. Right. Yeah. According to uh, El Espanol report, 
Forensic doctors began to hear noises coming from inside the bag. Montoya. Were we racist to say it was Jose and not even knowing well, it was in, from fucking Mexico? It's in, no, it's in, it's in Spain. It's, well, Spain, Mexico, same Spanish. No. Different Spanish. It's, it's different Spanish, different continent. <laughs> you know, Spain is Europe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't think that. I mean, you know, they, they think that Spain and Mexico are the same thing. Seriously. Well, when I was in a junior high, I was so proud because they offered Spanish. Right. So I took it because, you know, my dad, he's, he was Spanish. He's Mexican. Mexican, Spanish. He took one look at my book. He's like, what the fuck are you going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to Spain. You ain't going this to Spain. This is proper Spanish. I, 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 I yeah. don't know this. There's high Spanish and low Spanish. Mexico, they uh, speak mostly low, but they consider low Spanish. He speaks Spanglish. Yeah. Which is slang English. Spanish. But, but I mean in Mexico, the Spanish they speak in Mexico is slightly different than the Spanish they speak in Spain. Same thing with Well, what do they speak in Texas? Spanglish. Well, okay, yeah. Well that's half half Spanish, half English. And slang. And slang, yeah. 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 And well goes, they, they they mix they mix American slang in with uh with Spanish. With Spanish, yeah. And he's a, he's like, You're not going to you're not going to fucking uh Portugal. <laughs> yeah, Portugal. They don't even they they speak uh, a different language altogether. Well, he's like, this is I can't help you. You know what happened? I failed. You failed Spanish. <laughs> Fucking bad. Could go home and practice with a native nope. speaker. Uh. <laughs> nope. So what happened? So the report continued. The forensic pathologist proceeded to open the bag and found the inmate still alive and snoring. Yep. He even had pen marks from where they planned incisions were to take place. Yikes. <laughs> The prisoner was then transferred to another hospital to recover and was partly in stable condition. Was he pardoned? Probably was just fucked up off some pruno, some Spanish prison pruno. <laughs> was he pardoned at least? Uh, spokesperson for the Spanish prison service says, I can't comment on what happened at the Institute of Legal Medicine, but three doctors have seen clinical signs of death, so it's still not clear at the moment exactly what occurred. Well, we got some audio here. Let's see what they have to say. Okay. It says, turn off ad blocking. I did. Uh, well, we'll post this picture here on happyhournewsteam.com of the morgue. Oh, yeah. That's a bad-looking place, man. <laughs> it just looks like a big toilet yeah. or a big sink. A big sink. With a headrest. With a, with a headrest that a body would fit in. Yeah. Or your neck. and then Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's got a yeah. neck and a scale. And a scale to weigh all your shit, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully nobody's alive to ever see that shit, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> you imagine yeah. if he woke up like 10 seconds, right, you know, as the guy was coming in with a knife, he said, oh, man, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, I saw there was an actual video of a funeral pro procession going on up you know, they're coming up to say goodbye to her loved one. It was a little kid that had passed. And she started moving because in this country, they don't embalm. They don't oh, do anything. Yeah. They just go straight to burial. Yes, put them in a box and put them in the ground. Huh? Yeah. And she started moving, and the family naturally freaked the fuck out and grabbed her, and the little girl put her arms around her dad, and I was like, and they were about to bury her. Wow. Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> a little bell in the casket. <laughs> the casket dinger. The casket dinger, yeah. That's our ad. <laughs> None. 80 gets 80 years in prison for stealing over 835000 from a Catholic school. Yeah, we touched on this when she was just, just only charged. A nun who worked as a principal of a Catholic elementary school in California was sentenced to a year in prison after pleading guilty to stealing over 835000 in wow. school funds to pay for personal expenses. You know, I'll bet that anybody else that stole $800,000 would get more than a year in prison. Well, you know, be a child molester in North Dakota. You get two years. Yeah, I get two years, yeah. Mary Margaret... Total fucking nun name. 80 of Arlington Heights in Los Angeles was ordered to pay two hundred, pay 825000 Okay. She stole 835000 She gets to keep 5000 <laughs> Keep the tips, sister. But she's got to pay 825000 in restitution. 
for your troubles. Oh, man. For a 10-year period until September of 2018, Kruper embezzled money from St. James Catholic School. You know what? Fuck her. Fuck everything they stand for. I'm done with that story. I had a story brought to us from a a friend of mine, Bob. I'm just going to call him Bob. Okay. Uh, he's actually Tate's dad. He sent me a story. This It's quite an old story, but it makes a lot of sense. Okay, these Girl Scouts, right? They're out there to make money when it comes to cookie sales. This is kind of a lighthearted story. I like it, yeah. Because I, think, I think it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, but there's a lot of people pissed off about it. What did they... That they set up in front of the dispensary. Oh, you know. And then made shit tons of fucking money. Well, that's because they equate even legal things with bad behavior. They think they they think that it's bad. Well, what's the first rule of uh, marketing? Know your know your customer. Location. Yeah, location. 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 Yep. There you go. Your first three rules. And these Girl Scouts set up a dispensary outside of America. Uh, set up a dispensary. <laughs> set up a stand. A cookie stand yeah. outside a dispensary. Which, what better place is there? Unless there's laws regulating where you can and cannot set up a right, fucking yeah. cookie outlet. Or, Why or, not? Yeah, some, some, some towns you have to get certain, uh, you know. You permits. Permits and stuff to, to be in certain areas. You know, they have enterprise zones and shit like that. I like I'm 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 liking what the Girl Scouts of America says. They say it's up to the parents to decide where they allow their children to sell the cookies. Yeah, which is the way it should be. Should be up if, to the parents how to fucking raise their kids, not up to whoever thinks that marijuana is good or bad. It's up to the fucking kids' parents. If you want to sell your goddamn cookies outside a dispensary, hooray for you. Yeah, if it's legal. If it's legal, if you got yeah. your permit, if you got the proper paperwork, if that's what's required in your state, good for you. If you could, if you can do that for your child, because you know what, you are gonna sell out. Well, you know, every once in a while. You and the thing about Girl Scout cookies sales, it's a fucking competition. Oh yeah, yeah. Who can sell the fucking most? Sell the most. And whoever is out is smart enough, and well, you that's know, that's prime real estate there, right? I mean. Exactly. You just went in and bought, you know, th- these, these Girl Scouts probably don't know what, you know, cannabis does and, you know, creates munchies and blah, 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 but their parents do. Yeah. And they say, if you want to sell marketing, now, the, the most is, important part is location, location, location. And the thing is, they don't just send them, you know, arbitrarily send them a buttload of cookies. They have to order They have those. to order them. They have to order those cookies, and then they have to, it, the cookies that they don't sell, they have sure to they buy. have to buy, yeah. And they Somebody knew. Somebody has to buy them. They knew. The parents knew that yeah. if they fucking put their kid out there in front of a dispensary, they are going to sell cookies, which what happened. You know what? And I can guarantee you, I fucking guarantee you that some pissed off mom that didn't think of it first is the one that got pissed. Oh, yeah. Says, yeah. Well, uh, I, you know, that's not little, fair. That my little Susie could, you know. That's not fair. It's like in Boy Scouts. You know, we never had dispensaries back in the day when I was in Boy Scouts. But we had to sell popcorn. We had to actually go door to door, business to business, and sell this fucking... It was great popcorn. I loved it. Uh, The gourmet popcorn. We had pancake breakfast. We had to sell tickets. No, we had We weren't allowed to go to businesses. We had to go door to door. Well... Things change, man. What are you, 65 now? Yeah, I yeah. know, yeah. Right? That would have been back in the fucking 60s. Halfway to Holy 130. Shit. Halfway to 130. But we we could go to businesses. I mean, the thing is, you had to work for it. We didn't have marijuana dispensaries. And you know what? And I guarantee you, my dad would have been the first yeah. one to say, you go park your ass yeah, right there. Right there, yeah. You're going to fucking sell out. I have no qualms about this. This is actually perfect capitalism. Yeah, it's, at its, its finest. It's the epitome of capitalism. Yeah, it's the American dream. Take advantage where advantage can be taken. That's right. There you, you know, go. I mean, they're not hurting anybody. They're no. They're selling. They've got a, an excellent product. You know, they do. You know, I mean, they're not taking advantage of anybody. There's people. It's not like they're it's forcing anybody to buy anything. Their people are coming up and they're wanting their product. That is the American dream. 
Yep. Have a product that people want. Yep. I want to thank you, Bob, for that article. Even though it's, you know, it's fucking seven years old, it still applies today. Of course. It's, you know, the American dream right there. It is the American dream. And I applaud those young entrepreneurs. Well, it wasn't their idea, remember? I guarantee it wasn't a little Girl Scout to say, Mom, can I go sit outside the dispensary? Yeah, probably not. And if that did happen, Mom would be asking questions like, how do you know about this dispensary? <laughs> Good thing I brought you bottle down. Well, huh? you know, my, my attorney advised me that I wasn't to practice any moderation. <laughs> no, don't. It's your birthday. They say it's your birthday. It was my birthday, too. Yeah. All right. How about Ontario spent 133866 trying to fire an employee yeah. over a $3 theft. Over a $3 alleged theft. City of Ontario spent almost one hundred thirty-four grand in legal fees in a failed attempt to fire a civilian police record specialist to officials accused of stealing two ninety-nine dollars in energy bar... You know, I can't read this. Yeah, $2.99 energy bar from a convenience store in 2018. Like an energy bar, like Like, a fucking candy bar with protein and shit? bar, yeah. Oh, I thought this was like the bar, like the legal. No, just like a a protein bar, yeah, like a cliff bar. This is like walking over dollars to pick up pennies. Well, this is somebody had made a bad decision. And they were gonna <laughs> they were gonna follow that bad decision to the fucking gates of hell. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> well, you're you're the best one to describe this one. Somebody, some people just can't fucking say I made a mistake. <laughs> I give up. I want to be as fucking. Uh, I want to prove my stupidity to everybody. Right. That's what this guy's doing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The manager of the AMPM market was adamant that surveillance video showed 30-year-old Griselda Perez slipping the RX bar into her pocket and a police defect detective defective. He's a defective right? detective. A defective detective. Who watched the video backed up that assertion. That assertion. Assertion, assertion. God damn, are we getting fucked up tonight, Sanchez? You are. You are too. You can't read either. But the first officer who investigated the case and a video expert examined the film frame by frame said the images were inconclusive. Yet even after an independent arbitrator found that there was no cause to fire Perez and ordered the city to reinstate her with back pay, the city council, after listening to testimony in a three-day hearing in 2020, voted in a closed session in 2020 to uphold Perez's dismissal. What does that mean? That means that they, everybody that knew what the fuck they were talking about said, you can't fire her. you got to hire her back and give her all the money that she didn't earn while you fuck was fucking with her. And they all took how many days? Three days? <laughs> and sat around and went, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know. You know, the cops said, yeah, that defective detective, I don't know. And they said, no, we're, we're, we're not going to hire her back. In December, however, a San Bernardino County Superior Court judge found that the theft had not been proved and ordered the city council to reinstate Perez, who denied stealing the energy bar. We might say that so it was over- o- Ontario, California, not Ontario, Canada. Yeah. They got other problems. Yeah, they got their own fucking problems. Well, three dollars. Three fucking dollar candy bar. And the thing is, is yeah, you know, I I can see them, you know, you don't want thieves working for you, you know, if if you're if you're especially if you're a police department, right? Because that's what she was. She was a a a record specialist for a police department. A three dollar candy bar. But then when when all the experts test testified and they said, you know what? She didn't do it. She didn't. Do it. You got to fucking. But they you kept on pursuing job. the fucking bullshit. Saying, yeah, oh, 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 our fucking defective detective said she, he thinks she did it. You know, so yeah. the fact that you can keep pronouncing defective detective. <laughs> That's at the only your way state. I can pronounce it at this point. In time. <laughs> 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 yeah. City records obtained through California Public Records Act showed that the city and union each paid eleven thousand twenty-five dollars to the Jesus arbitrator. Jesus Christ! Yeah, see, this went to arbitration. Or a three-dollar candy yeah. bar. 
The, the city fuck? paid multiple invoices totaling about $122,841.09. I like that. About. About. <laughs> they're not, the they're firm, not quite sure, yeah. but they are sure it was a $3 candy bar. Yeah. Though, now, yeah I can't get past that. I'm sorry. I can't get past well, the so fact. That's, that's, that's where that stupidity fucking reigns supreme, you know? That, okay. Why don't we just pay the $3 and call it a day? Because she never took the fucking candy bar. No, the other. There was never a candy. Nobody owed anybody $3 because there was never a fucking candy bar stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see him pay $3 for something that wasn't fucking stolen. But to just make this article go away. Yeah, well, it ain't never you know? going away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on Happy Hour yeah. News Team. You, yeah. you find this here. Yeah, it's going to be here for in Forever. <laughs> They'll take care of our story the same way that they take care of graves at a cemetery in perpetuity. <laughs> if it needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah, they, the city did not respond to voice message left with the spokesman Thursday. <laughs> of course they didn't. Yeah, they don't Three fuck. fucking dollars. Yep, three dollar candy bar. All right, Sanchez, one more story. Let's call it a fucking night or want? a week or a fucking. I just want to Yeah, mention- eight-year-old. Not a good, not a good, good up note. So, go ahead. No, I was just, you know, I, I, I kind of skimmed through this article or the headline at, at least. But an eight-year-old wrote a book yeah. and just snuck it into the library. Yep, and left it on a shelf. And now people want to fucking read it. Well, the, the cool thing is, is the, the librarian caught him. And instead of scolding him or, or doing it, she cataloged the fucking book as a, as a book for their library. That's great. Yeah, that's fucking that's that's how you promote people's, you know, goodness. That's how you that's how you get people kinda, along in the world. Kind of like me taking those two ladies exactly. and saying, "Hey, you want to learn to weld? Yeah. I'll show you the basics." And you know what? My supervisor even walked up and said, "All right." Yeah. We were off the clock obviously, right. but I was like, yeah. I've, I said, hey, this is going to take 15, 20 minutes at max. Let me plant the seed, not the seed. <laughs> yeah, I think you've, you need to just take take a break from seed planting for yeah. a while. <laughs> this is what this eight-year-old did is just he, he wrote a book, and now there's a line of people that want to read it. Actually, I want to read it now. Well, yeah, I mean, he might get a publishing. I'm a, well, I'm a bookworm, so... Okay, an imaginative boy loves comic books. Again, you got shit in your eye. That's what happens when you get old, huh? Uh, well, yeah. They an imaginative are. boy who loves comic books now has a graphic novel of his own on the shelves of a local library. Dylan, eight years eight old, years old yeah. wrote a Christmas book and snuck it into the library's stack in Boise, Idaho. Good on you, Dylan. Yep. Boise, Idaho, start listening to our show, his family said. That's what, the, that's what they said. Start that's listening to our said. show. Yeah. <laughs> when the librarian saw it, the staff decided to catalog the book. He put the, he put the book together in like four days, his father said. Uh, with putting him in the library, he, we weren't uh, surprised that he did anything like that. When he wants to make something happen, he makes it happen. There were 135 her, people waiting to check out the book as of Monday morning uh, some time ago. I don't know when this article was published. I, I can't really see straight, and neither can you, well, obviously. I can see now that I've wiped all the gunk out of my eyes. It doesn't have a date on it. Yeah, I didn't think so. But as an 8-year-old, writing your own fucking Christmas book and just stashing in a library, well, I think it's that's safe to genius. It was sometime from this past Christmas. That's it was genius. A Christmas book. Yeah, yeah. If you have a eight. Good- I mean, he's 8. And the thing is, it goes on telling the story. I read, I read it this earlier that... It's an, an A to Z of of the Christmas thing, and and it's a graphic novel. So I mean, he not only wrote the text; he, he had pictures in it and stuff, hand drawn pictures. And in, evidently, in his class earlier in the school year, they had done a, a, a A to Z of being in the eighth grade, right? So they collectively, their class wrote this book. Oh, as eight, a class, yeah, as a class okay. of A to Z being in the eighth grade. So he took it upon himself to write another book, the A to Z of Christmas. Nice. Yeah, and he 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 and he he printed it out and he bound it up and made it into a book and then snuck it in the library. <laughs> All right, Dylan, if you're listening to our podcast, well, which I hope, I hope you're, you're not, not, yeah, 
or your parents, if your parents are listening, we would love to interview you and get your uh, get your two cents on why and how you did this and any inspiration to future you know aspiring writers out there. I don't know if you suggest just write a book or a novel and plan in the library, which no harm done. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I can see this going south. You know, I mean, that's how jaded we are as, as a as society a now. Society, uh, yeah. I can see, I can see where somebody would do something like this and get caught slipping it onto a bookshelf and having the police called or you know some stupid. Oh, this guy's like promoting that. racism yeah, or, or fucking yeah, terrorism, or blah blah or blah. He's, or he's planting something in the library. You know, something we should some, not be some reading. Some kind of subversive material. Let's burn it. Not good people. No. But, hey, I want to thank everybody for listening again to Happy Hour News Team. We bring you the news you didn't know you needed to hear, but you're going to hear it anyways if you choose to, just by tuning in, right? That's all you got to do is, I mean, we're not like, you know. Shoving it down your throat. Well, yeah, we are. If, you, if you're listening, we're shoving. <laughs> well, they choose to have us shoved. Yeah. Thank you, sir. May I have a We're not that gag porn. <laughs> Where the no, women are no. crying and the mascara is running. We're not that porn. No. We're a news porn. Yeah, we're news porn. Maybe that's the title of this episode. A news porn. <laughs> news porn. <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday, fuckers. Bye. Hello. I'm Angela. And over the next few sessions, we're going to be together talking about you growing up. Your body, it's changes. We're not And I think we're going to find it fascinating.
sperm is coming into the man's penis. The woman's body is getting ready to receive the sperm. I then make me love and being happy together. The woman feels her vagina becoming kind of slippery inside so that the penis can easily slip in and out. No problem. I got a good idea.